Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Charles is in charge. Jake fails again. And the Lost Box wins Peoria. Chuck, how are we doing today, my friend? I am in charge of your yes. days and your lives. And yes, you are. So I don't remember how the rest of that theme song goes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> and we, I listened to it pregame. Um, not a good song, uh, but I guess back in the day, it, it, you know, it, it it was acceptable. Um, but yeah, you, um, you're kind of going to take the lead on this episode, or I, I really oh, yeah. haven't had a lot of time to prep for the episode, you know, being that I just drove home um, from Peoria, have a very long week this week at work, and I know, um, you know, you kind of step, step, stepped up and took reins, uh, you know, of all the pregame uh, preparation and stuff like that. Yep, yep, it's on me to come up with some cool topics this week, so uh that was i know you were busy and still are going to be busy so yes gladly it's going to be a long week but hopefully at the end of the week um i'll have a little bit of uh free time you know going into next week uh with the work schedule looking like it's potentially lightening up a little bit at least that's good well hopefully it'll get easier towards the end and it's just kind of like a tough week yes i i need i need i need a break (laughs) <laughs> just from everything it's been a long I, long month <laughs> i hear you i'm i'm awaiting uh, my vacation myself but yes. um i did have uh, a fun little thing to talk about this week that happened yes because uh, uh, i was at locals again and like i said last week they started streaming uh every every tournament on their yeah. uh, youtube page and then so, you were oh three going into this week correct I was 0-3 on stream going into this week, and I happened to do very well at the tournament, so I had to play on to well, that. Spoiler alert, I did very well at the tournament. I had to play three rounds, which I won all three rounds on the stream. Um, three so in a row? Three in a row. What? I had to, I rolled table one, um, and they, they <laughs> uh, like, they haven't really messed with matchups. It usually juggles a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was doing pretty good with uh, the Giratina Lost Box list yeah. that you had shared with me during the week. So yeah, the one thought... that I uh, that I ran at the 1K. Yeah, um, that went 5-0 on the day. Um, there we go. Storm and Norman threw a lot of things, uh, including Apalkia and Teleon in the finals of the day. So nice, uh, which. Leads us to talk a little bit more about, but sum up, I'm now dead even on stream. There we but, go. I'm proud um, of you. Uh, so a little less scared to play on stream now, but uh, yeah. Also, thanks for the list because that was, it was really good. It was yeah. coming like, like a... I wish I would have stuck with uh, with that list in, in Peoria. I made a few changes. Uh, um, so... Uh, ultimately, uh, obviously, I, we just kind of just wrapped up uh, watching the Peoria, um, you know, finals um, in Tor Reckliff won, uh, uh, won with a, Char's, uh, a Radiant Zard Lost Box deck. And congratulations to him. Um, mm-hmm. I was running Tina and I, I didn't change that portion of it, although um, I took out a couple 
cards uh, to try to add more quote unquote early game consistency, um, throwing in those pokey stops, trying to really dig for you know that first turn um, yep. battle VIP pass. Ultimately, um, the deck ran smooth as far as setting up, um, pretty good. So I didn't really need those, and they just kind of became dead cards to me. Uh, and ultimately, those cards could have been better suited. Um, I did take a Zigzagoon out, um, and I did take something else out that I can't remember at the moment. Also, um, took away Path of the Peak, which ultimately, um, I think it needs to be in Lost Box, even if you're playing uh, Zard or Greninja. Uh, I just think it's it's great to hurt those other decks that that um, go um so needless to say um you know it was a little bit of another disappointing uh tournament for me ended up uh i ended up going three four one then dropped after my last um match uh knowing that i couldn't get points at that point um i was kind of out of it to start my first game um my first matchup went Close. I won the first game. Very, very um, close match. Uh, then lost my game two um, because I got a little greedy playing Thornton a turn early. And then he punished me with a Marnie, I think. And then I didn't really have anything to answer um, after, after that point. So I, I got greedy there and then ended up tying. Um, and then just had a, a, a run of a run of very close games that ultimately I, you know, lost by just one micro decision or another one. My opponent's mm-hmm. playing well. Um, I don't blame the deck at all. Um, other than, you know, the, the deck selection things that I do, uh, or I did, um, the deck ran smooth. Uh, my opponents just played really well. Um, and I, and ultimately I think the biggest thing with locks box and we're going to go into this later, I think, uh, based off what you said. Mm-hmm. But um, um, there are a lot of micro decisions in that. Um, so there's also a lot of opportunity for really, really good plays. Uh, and some that, you know, maybe aren't as optimal. Um, and maybe not super apparent at first. Um, you know, that could have lost you a game. Uh, but ultimately, um, there's so many small micro decisions in that deck. Um, that can punish you if you if you misplay, um, and e- even a small misplay. Yeah, for sure. And we'll, we'll get into those decisions a little bit later. Um, uh, we were going to talk about that a little bit later in the episode. So right, right. Before, bit... before before we move on, so um, I just want to give a shout out to one of our fans. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't get his name. I don't think he said his name. Um, he might have. Um, but he said he, he's a, a weekly listener. He started playing around the same time as we did. So um, he really relates to the show um, that we put out there. And he gave me, you know, some really good words of encouragement and and thank you for the podcast. But um, I was watching one of my friends play um, after I was kind of already I've already lost or were eliminated. Um, and I was in a very bad mental state. Um, just I'm very, you know, you know, I'm very hard on myself because um, mm. I feel like I should be better than I currently am um, at the game, especially with some small micro decisions like that. Um, but needless to say, I, w- I was sitting there kind of really in a very down mood, down about myself. Um, and he comes up to me 
and he asked if I was part of the podcast because I was wearing uh, the the Team Junction uh, jersey. Um, and I said, yeah, yeah, I am. And he's like, he just he shook, he stuck out his hand, uh, a big handshake, and told me how much um, the show meant. Um, you know, listens to all of the shows, um, you know, all the podcasts, you know, the Pokemon podcasts. And he said that he liked ours um, the most because he could relate to it because we're kind of newer players uh, compared to, you know, other podcasts. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he, he enjoyed what we brought to the table and he just thanked me for it. And um, that meant the world to me. And I actually um got really teary-eyed after he left and got really emotional because <laughs> i i was very down on myself even to the fact i was debating if i should still keep playing and pushing myself and he came up at the direct correct time um to give me that morale boost and kind of you know that we're doing a good thing here um it, obviously we want, as players want to do well um but i think me and you have a good thing going um, in, in helping a lot of people. And thank you again. And I'm sorry I didn't get your name. I should have. I was in a really weird state. Um, but that meant the world to me. And thank you. And uh, yeah, so need to move on. Thank you, Here. random Peoria listener, for showing up at the right moment Jake needed you most. So yes, uh, I appreciate you as well. And I, uh, I second any kind and of I, I vow to get Jake better and make you guys proud and, and do something good eventually. One of these days I will. <laughs> oh, we're all proud and of you. We, we know it's it's tough out there. I yeah. mean, it is a really tough scene to it's a tough nut to crack. And, and you'll eventually get there. I mean, there's probably gonna be a lot of struggle to get there. I yeah, I mean, uh I can't I don't know. I can't imagine it because I haven't been there either. I still got to crack the nut. I'm still looking yeah. at a solid walnut myself. So, yeah. um, anyways, <laughs> we'll get there. Anyway, let's talk about what else you saw at Peoria. The meta wise, the meta wise, um, it was wide open. Um, I, of course, we're gonna see um, plenty of Palkia, uh, Palkia Kiram, obviously Lost Box, Tina Box. Um, Zard box, um, seen a little bit of that. Um, what else was there? There were a couple um, Zora Arc decks that uh, were out there doing pretty good. Um, did get to end up playing against that. And Arceus is still there, even though it didn't make uh, top plays. Um, you know, the versatility of Arceus going to different different kind of archetypes um, with either Garatina um, or or. Um, I even saw some with uh, Kiram uh, instead of the the um, the Palkia. Uh, so there, there was a lot of things like that. And I even saw one girl, she was playing Durant, uh, Durant Mill, especially with the new sister, the, the Sisters of Tr- Troublehood or whatever. I don't remember what the card name yeah, is. Yeah, the uh, Misfortune Sisters. Yeah, Misfortune Sisters. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually so a really like, good card for that. Yeah. Uh, so there, there were a lot of interesting decks out there, um, but obviously it was dominated by, you know, the 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 what the two water decks and and, and the lost box um, are kind of like at the top at the moment. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's still plenty of wide openness in, in the meta. Yeah, it seems like there was a lot of uh, wide openness. Uh, looking at the stream throughout the day, uh, keeping an eye on like Pokey stats and stuff like that, just seeing 
what people were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a meta analysis. Someone already released a meta analysis from Peoria. So, right. Um, I was like, I think that was uh, uh, Cash and, and Tate, right? They, those guys are on uh, the ball when it comes to the information that they uh, get. This, uh, this, early, this right? is coming out from RK9 people, right? Oh, the RK9. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, they got giving Pokestats the load. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pokestats, I've been keeping track of Pokestats. I have the top, like, uh, they usually hit it right on the as soon as things are ha- happening. Yeah. So I keep keep track on them, but RK9 already uh, compiled uh, like uh, the amount of decks, the deck counts and stuff like that for, mm-hmm. for everything. And and Palkia Kirim, Kirim was the most played count. That was your That makes sense. Deck. I think I saw it. I saw Palkia Kirim twice in my run. Um, and it's a tough matchup, especially when you take out, uh, they don't have the um you know the little tiny one prizers and so it's really kind of hard to take okos um and if you get up or if you get started a little slow they can just boss around and, and do what they want to do to your um garatinas but um and then the, like the little guys don't hit quite enough to hit those numbers um currently there's a couple ideas i have now um but maybe i should just go to the tried and true instead of trying to go so far off um, <laughs> with certain things. I don't know. No more uh, pokey catchers. I'm telling you that. Those are eliminated from, from my deck um, for, for the Pokey stops, you mean? <laughs> yeah, po- yeah. What did I say? Pokey, pokey catchers. S- pokey, yeah, yeah. Pokemon, pokey Pokemon catchers Pokemon stop. have been eliminated from you for a while now. So yes, no, no yes. pokey catchers or pokey stops. No, just nothing that says pokey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just to give another quick sum. So... Like you said, Palkia Kirim was their top top played. Uh, Comfy and Giratina, uh, Velasco and Giratina was second most, um, with the Mu V Max coming in a close third. Then you get straight Palkia and Telian, and then the Lost Zone with the Radiant Zard, the, just the box, right? No other V Stars. I so, do want to say that I didn't see any Mu this time around. Um, but a lot of the top players um, were playing Mew. There was a lot of yep. love w- with the top players with that, with playing Lost, uh, the the Lost, uh, Lost City um, Stadium um, to try to take out a couple of those big threats to the deck. The I I'm gonna assume it was most of the full grip full grip crew because mm-hmm. Mahone played on stream. He was playing Mew V Max, and I believe I saw Riley and. JW tweaked that they were both playing Mu Max. Yeah. Um, and on stream, Andrew showed how Mu um, Max can kind of, with the new uh, setup, he was playing against Drew Kennett and Regigigas, but right. he was showing that that Mu Max, just that new Lost City tech, because he just was quickly trying to put Gigas's straight to the Lost Zone so right. that the game right. was over. Um, uh, but yeah. It, it it's it's definitely an archetype that's still going to stick around, even though people are playing Drapion even in the Mew. Yeah, and so I think again <laughs> we might not see Drapions um, if the in most decks if Mew starts falling off with percentage of playing, and like I said, there's a, it has fallen off. Um, yeah, and the, and, it, and I feel like they especially with the Mew players playing Lost City, you almost kind of need two Drapions in your deck. And that really yeah. just hurts your your percentage against every other deck, right? Because Drapion's not a good card aside from that matchup. Yeah, that's exactly the point 
I, a thing, and I think I've heard a couple other people say that too about needing two, because even if you uh, get Drapion and just KO the first Muvi Max you see, if Muvi Max can take that counter KO and, and mm -hmm. possibly lost zone that Drapion, then if you can, uh, or if you don't play any kind of recovery in your deck, it's just kind of like a one of tech in your deck for that matchup. Like Muvi Max can still play the prize game and win that matchup still right like uh it's not a one like i it's not like i put drapey on in this and i auto win the mu matchup now it's just right it makes uh, it favorable but not auto yeah it makes it it makes it favorable and you still got to play it right um so uh it, it is something to be out there but then again it's probably dead against every other matchup in the meta so uh it's 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 kind of like that age-old uh, do I want to really tech something for Decidueye at the moment? But do I really want to tech something for Mew VMAX at the moment if it's not that popular to where I'm going to play four or five of them and it's going to be that important? Right. So, and um, then and then one other thing I saw out there with um, a bunch of variety of lists that I played against personally and just kind of walking around um, seeing it out there is a lot of people and just like just random conversations I overheard. A lot of people was like, yeah, you just put Empoleon. Um, it just bodies like Reggie's, um, Lost Box, um, even Double. Um, and we kind of talked about this with Piper last week. And like, I I didn't really necessarily, I think that was the 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 1% that I didn't agree with what she was saying. I actually don't think, and actually playing against it, um, Empoleon's garbage, sorry. Um, it's not a good attacker. It yeah. doesn't do what it wants to do reliably against it, especially Lost Box. Lost Box um, uh, is either, um, like you saw with Tord's List, playing four path at a peak, um, or um, like even with my deck, the, the, the matchups I had the most success against were Empoleon decks. So there was um, the, anything that it played Empoleon um, to try to like slow me down just ended up hurting their consistency. Um, and then I would just either i i mean i i would either rope it around boss around it um or use or use the canceling cologne um i did take path of the peak out which i think is ultimately a mistake uh but i think a lot of these lost boxes going to play path of the peak as well so there's so many outs um to empoleon he is not really a great counter in my eyes or in my opinion to lost box if if lost box you know continues to, to respect you know kind of trying to shut that down so i mean play it as you will uh but like i said the the most success i had this weekend was playing against empoleon <laughs> yeah and i'll second that myself um i mean i have put empoleon index to help try and slow that down but i, I don't i'll honestly never put more than one if i put one in a deck because it's literally I feel like it's just a a a last a last ditch grab to hopefully stall for a turn, right? Because it's not gonna like I played around it. I was I, playing that lost zone box. I mean, I had uh, no can. I think I just had pass in there, I think, right? But that was it. Uh, no colognes, anything like that at the moment. So I was still managed. To, I played a Curium that was playing it. I played uh, Falcon and Teleon that was playing it. And they both brought it out at one point in time. And I still managed to play around it. I think 
uh, even one game, like he just left it up there, but was slow playing it. And I was just doing, uh, I just did Colrus like twice in a row. And then, right. I, then I used Cramorant. I didn't exactly. even really have to use Compe. Like I just played around it and I slow built a Giratina at the same time. Like right. it's just, uh, the, uh, the amount of options in the, the build that you gave me, I really, really enjoyed, um, the ways to play it. So I feel like lost lost box. You're not gonna can't. You're not gonna stop lost box with right. With not Empoleon's not the answer. I mean, I I think if you want to deal with like like towards list or or even like a Tina list with the Greninja having that option for sniping, it's Lost City. Um, lost City is more of a counter than than Empoleon, um, at least in my opinion. In you know this this early meta and from what I've seen walking around Peoria, yeah. And uh, I found Greninja was just a better counter against the one other lost box I played. Right. Uh, just because I could beat him to Moonlight Shrick and then he could find Manaphy. Right. So, um, well, it's another thing. Like, yeah, I mean, canceling Cologne is good for that too because you can even boss up the Manaphy, canceling Cologne it, and then Greninja around it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's the cool thing. You, that's a cool play you can play with um, Cologne. Um, I think in one game I had to just boss Manaphy and kill it, but then and then right. I played Greninja to work. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, in that place, I just I I do see where where we're coming from on the Empoleon. It's not not a really good answer at shutting down Lost Zone and making it work. And it just makes uh, from, your deck clunky. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the only place, the only deck I've liked it in at the moment is the Zor Zor Hesuian Zorak build I I have online. I'm not saying it's optimal. I haven't seen what people. I mean, play. I played I played against Hesuian Zorak with Empoleon, and I beat it 2-0. And you were you were kind of the way you were explaining it earlier. It kind of happened where he did lock me off for a turn from using finding that card, but I had some Polaris out there, got that, and then you know I was off and running. Um, while he was stopping me, he wasn't doing anything because he had he was so focused on getting double and pulling on to stop my rope play that like he just didn't set up anything else. Yeah, that's, uh, I've only ever used it. Uh, I have it in there in that deck because uh, I play water. I don't know. I, I play water energies and Melanie. So um, I can right. make use of his crap attack. Uh, against Lost Zones because it can actually KO things. It can. It can. With a DTE attached. But um, against anything else, it's just bad. And uh, I'm just hoping it just doesn't die when it sits on the bench when I'm playing Zorark. I just need it to have a damage counter. Right. So you're playing Zorark to to knock out these other guys and then you're going to play against um, you know, straight Palkias or Palkia Kurams. Yeah. And then they they can just roll because they're, they're good to go. Yeah, I'm not really worried about putting Empoleon down necessarily. Uh, yeah. It's just trying to get five Pokemon on the bench. Uh, right. I, I don't know the, I myself don't know the best way to build Zoroark at the moment. I was just playing with it. Um, that's where we get to see a little bit more of this because we did see, um, we just kind of roll right into the top eight that we saw from yeah. Peoria. Uh, we did see one, one Hisui and Zoroark make top eight, which um, I'll be honest, surprising. Uh, in playing the deck a little bit, but uh, it did make it all the way top eight, 12, three. Uh, yep. And then we did see two Kyriums, 
uh, in top eight, one being paired with Palkia, one not. Uh, and then uh, the uh, towards lost zone toolbox, like Giratina. And then three, Palkia uh, Inteleons going the whole uh, distance. Yeah, with uh, with Flying Peak out of the picture for the most part, um, Palkia uh, Inteleon is back. Um, it It's still such a great deck. Um, yeah. It just sets up so fast, frequent, um, all that good stuff. Can hit the big numbers. It has, um, you know, the Iridas for the the cross switchers, so it, it could it could gust and accelerate all in the same turn. So the deck is is just solid. Yep, uh, and it's showing it. It was showing its muscle this weekend with a lot of people getting really good finishes. Um, I yeah. mean, Calvin. Connor went all the way to the finals. Uh, we had uh, two other players. Like he was, I think eight. He was the eighth seed going in to the top eight too. Yeah. So number one seed went thirteen one and one. That was forty tournament points. I think that's a lot of tournament points. Yeah. Um. Uh, and so I mean that that's a lot of wins for Palkia under its belt. Uh. Though the one thing that Palkia can do is uh give you some odd hands. And if yep. you watch, uh, if you watch that final match, which, oh my, it feels uh, so bad for. Uh, <laughs> if you feel a little bit bad for Cal, because I think yeah. the final match lasted about twenty minutes. Uh, Cal had no, really, really bad hands in the first game. Well, the first game still was close, but yeah, um, but that second game, let's just he say, chose to go first and just got punished for uh, it. Cal was. Uh, never benched a Sobble in the first game, and he was a uh, shuffle six away from being able to still win the game. Yes. Um, and then didn't get what he needed off of a, basically a, 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 a Roxanne play. Right. Uh, and, and then uh, had to eat the eat the L. And then uh, had opened game two with a Sobble this time, and then had to draw pass. Yes. Going first against uh, he, the Lost Zone. He box. did have a Drizzile and a I- Irina in his hand. Oh. But couldn't get to his second turn <laughs> because Lost Box do was Lost Box do and yep. gets four cards in the Lost Zone. Cramorant comes up, does its thing, and spits innocently, um, you know, to take <laughs> down the title um, on that poor, poor little Sobble. Poor, poor Sable just never stood a chance, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. Um, so that was that was your summary of, of Peoria. Um, the meta is still a little wide open. We did see yeah, it is. Um, did see Kirim, Kirim, Kyrim, however you say that poke someone will correct me. Kirim. It's just Kirim. Kirim. Uh we did uh make a case for himself being a good Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Palkia uh says hey i'm still top dog mew wants to still be the top dog and uh, the one thing i'm not happy about uh that because i'm not happy with the deck and i don't want to ever see it again reggie's uh showed up and said i can still be a good deck as well i was hoping it right away i know zul and his crew tried to to make it a thing but none of them made uh was it uh um top 16 or anything like that yeah Uh, at least not top eight but we did See a lot of uh, a lot of players take it to success. Like even like Zach Lesage played it. Uh, Drew Kent yep. was playing it again. Still, 
not he had two Reggie steals this time. So I would say, yeah, it's but... it's a pretty decent matchup against like um the baby um lost box deck, like something like Tord. Uh, because the, the damage is just a little awkward. Um, because you can't really get that um what's it called? 130 the one thirty is awkward for yeah, the. Yeah, it's an awkward the... damage count, and and yeah, I mean, even at that point, you still need to get a bunch of stuff in the lost zone before um, the Sableyes are able to actually do anything. Or, yeah, because or... yeah, we have to get a bunch of things in the lost zone, and then the Sableyes, depending on, it can either kill the Regilecki's repeatedly, mm-hmm. like, uh, or. It's going to take two turns to take two prizes because it'll probably be able to take two out. But Reggie's play the scoop-up nuts themselves. But, yeah, but Reggie's play scoop-up so they could heal, and uh, Reggie's will most likely be KOing you every turn. Yeah. So you might not be able to keep that pace. Right. And that's why I like the Tina version because it can kind of still trade a little bit better because it can take some hits and yep. go back onto the bench. Either way, there's a lot of give and take in the meta right now. Obviously... Um, towards list was really good. There's, you know, there's a bunch of different variants to play with it. Um, the water is still rending supreme, and you know, Zorark is still a viable deck. And and not to mention, we did see Gudra um, have a potential to make it into top eight, but then um, unfortunately they tied um, on their winning in uh, to get to get there, um, which caused a little bit of craziness, um, but. Yeah, the deck is a, is is a nightmare to deal with, um, especially for things that can't take Okos. Yeah, uh, I I've seen I saw a lot of Guja success too as well. People playing it well, um, I think that deck is going to be a time. A, the time limit is what's going to keep Guja down, right? Because uh, it's going to games are going to go long for that deck. So um, that's about it, like on that one, because I right. think it it has potential to. Always get all the way to top eight, but um, you got to be able to finish finish the games. Um, so, yep. But that that will kind of sum up Peoria. Um, there's still going to be a lot to to come out from this. Uh, they unfortunately, like, if, for those of you who are looking for the silver bullet to come out of Peoria, good luck finding it. I think uh, <laughs> I think a lot of different decks showed up and did well. So uh, I can't say play this after this week's turn after this this regional uh, i would so. say i would say play loss or lost box it doesn't matter what variant um because it is a solid deck um if you're newer or don't feel um comfortable making so many micro decisions um then kiram's probably a better play for you um because I mean, ultimately, there is a little, uh, there is less decisions to be made made there because there's not a lot of like discard because you're not really, you know, having to go with the lost zone uh, and and make a lot of sacrifices there. Um, so Kira would probably be my second pick, um, or Palkia. Palkia is still just great. Uh, Shady yep. Dealings still reigns supreme. Yep. But uh, let's go ahead and get into some. Fun stuff. So this week we are going to start with some trivia. It's time time for trivia. 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 I'm going to let Jake go ahead and ask the first question for trivia. And then, uh, yeah, then we got something else. All right. Well, I picked a random card out of my book. 
um, to see, you know, with abilities at least. Um, so this is guess that Pokemon. This ability belongs to um, standard legal per the huge. The ability name is Dugard. Oh, are we talking about melodic? Yep, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you not look at Twitter at all? Like Jake Actually, no, I haven't really. I've been driving all day. I drove 10 hours home <laughs> and I drove 10 hours out there. It's been basically drive, play, drive. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm sorry. Sorry that you had a leg up because that a was on Twitter. Of, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I had a little bit of a leg up on that because yeah, uh, yeah. before, right before Peoria started, I think Jake, uh, Jake and uh, one of the, Will, one of the head judges for, things were kept asking questions on that card and uh what things it will protect it from and <laughs> it kept filling my feed and i actually saw someone else post on twitter like thanks jake for making me mute the word melodic so uh because he literally was a, a bunch of different interactions uh, I, well i missed that i didn't see that i was off twitter um for the most part i you know i i made a couple posts about my peoria experience but i did not see any of that stuff so dang it bad timing on my part <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> i just i thought it was interesting because i kept losing games because every time i put a, a garatina out literally the next turn my opponent would boss me and i'm like hmm, maybe putting a melodic down would be great <laughs> yeah um it, it would be pretty good all right. Well, now I have to get, get back at you, and I am going to give you uh, a name that supporter. It is going to still stay standard legal. Um, so I'm going to reach into my binder here and find one for you, and I am going to give you what it says on the card. You have to tell me the name of the supporter. So this supporter does draw two cards. If your opponent's active Pokemon is a Pokemon VMAX, draw two more cards. If draw two cards, if they have an active. If your opponent's active Pokemon is a Pokemon VMAX, draw two more. Hmm. I'm probably not going to get this because that's... Even I'm assuming this came out when V Maxes were um 100 of all the top dogs. This, um, this came out in chilling rain. Yeah, so they they were the top dogs, and there were no stars out there. <sighs> chilling rain. I got one more hint for you if you need it. Yeah, I need another lifeline because uh, this is. If you get hurt, you need to call a a doctor. That is it. This it... doctor, <laughs> the supporter, doctor. Oh, Craig. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there it Does is. Not have a healing effect. Not doctor a good card. A drawing effect. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> well, you, you you laid that up for me. Let's go. I am so good at this. <laughs> I just thought that hint was uh, too funny to not give out. Um, so I appreciate yes. it. I definitely needed that lifeline after I gave <laughs> you after I gave you the lifeline of Twitter. 
Yeah, yeah. I had I had used all lifelines before we even got to trivia. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wow, I got I got blindsided there. Okay. Um. So yeah, doctor was the answer for those of you playing along as listeners. So instead of uh, random cards, because we're gonna uh, this week we are going to revisit our radiant tier list uh, because we've we've done a lot of lost origin cards. So we're going to give it a little bit of a break. And uh, we did this tier list back when Go was released and we had uh, what was enough, I thought, to make a cool tier list of S, A, B, C, and D tier mm -hmm. um, uh, Pokemon, just the Radiant Pokemon. So now we have three yep. more to add to it. Let's do it. Um, so we have to add, so we're just going to add uh, Sneasler, Gardevoir, and Steelix to our already uh, made tier list of Pokemon. Greninja, S tier. Charizard, A tier. And Charizard needs to move up now. Uh, and then we have nothing in B tier. So I don't know if we just need to get rid of B tier. And no, say, no, keep B tier. Uh, and then C tier is Blastoise and Heatran. And then D tier is Halucha, Venusaur, and Eevee. Okay, Eevee stays where Eevee stays. Yeah, Halucha am... probably moves up one spot because... We have seen success with it. I have um, used the Lucha. And I've, yeah, we've both <laughs> used it since we gave it that, that, uh, Halucha, uh, to success, um, uh, locally at least. Um, and I've seen, you know, I've seen Halucha see play in other decks as well. Um, and what was the other one, um, that was down there? Uh, Venusaur. Venusaur. Um, I, I, just, I think Venusaur deserves to move up one as well, although it's not. So now there's EV tier. There, it's not EV tier. EV tier is EV is still the worst. Um, I think Venusaur still sees play in certain decks, um, and it is kind of a good fail safe if you if you are you know. So our quick re-edit is what you're saying is that we have Greninja and Charizard are S tier. Yes, and then we have nothing in A and B, and then Correct. in C tier is Blastoise, Heatran, Alutra, and Venusaur. And then there's EV tier, EV which we'll tier. skip yeah. D. We'll, we'll skip D, and it's just called Go e. EV tier. EV tier. <laughs> that I I feel comfortable, um, you know, going back into our um, our tier maker there and adjusting the numbers. All right, so now uh, we'll get to the new ones, and um, I have to pull out my binder to remember what these guys do. Um, so uh, the new ones we have uh, Greninja. We'll start with not Greninja. Gardevoir. Radiant Gardevoir uh, is the one that adds the ability Loving Veil. All of your Pokemon take 20 less damage from incoming attacks from Pokemon V. And then it has a Psychic attack for three energies. Psychic and two colorless does 20 more damage for each energy card attached to your opponent's active Pokemon. Uh, that's 70 plus. I am going to say... I would say C plus or B minus. You, we've seen a lot of decks, especially Lost Box right now, um, being able, you know, well, not 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 Lost Box itself, but Lost Box Tina and Tina being able to take Oko's on things. Um, and I've seen counters that have the Radiant in there to give it a little bit of buff, so it kind of survives a hit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen it do well. Uh, it's good 
just to throw the math off, just enough to buy you another turn. If, if a Pokemon can buy you one more turn, um, that oftentimes can be the difference between a win and a loss. Yeah, uh, I'm willing to put that in B tier um, because this isn't going to be something that you put in every deck, but the decks that you want to put it in, um, mainly I think right now, I think Gudra is a good spot for it. Gudra, something yeah. where you want to prevent, something where you're already preventing damage. Um, and it's going to help stack. Yep. Um, uh, that's I saw Gardevoir hit the plate uh, a couple times this weekend. So I think it'll really excel in those decks, but then not really be seen. So I'd go with B tier for Gardevoir. Yeah, that, I think that seems fair. That seems comfortable spot right there. All right. And then we'll move on to the next one. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into Radiant Steelix because I think this will be a fun one to talk about. Um, so... Uh, doesn't have any abilities, just two attacks. So uh, he has energy stream. Uh, it does 20 damage for colorless energy, and you can attach two metal energy cards from your discard pile to this Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Kind of mundane attack. But then uh, everyone loves the destructive finish. So for two metal and a colorless, it does 60 damage, plus discard cards from the top of your deck until only one card remains. This attack does 30 more damage for each energy card you discarded in this way. So that could multiply by a lot. <laughs> Let's just say that. I've seen the videos on <laughs> on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, um, when the first, the card came out and it just go milling through <laughs> the whole deck, <laughs> like 40 cards uh, or something crazy uh, like that, just to take a huge knockout. Uh, so... Uh, you really only need to see like seven. Uh, that does 200 and 270 damage. Right. Um, uh, total. So, I mean, that's going to uh, set you up pretty well for a knockout. Hopefully, this will be the last one that you need because you only have one card remaining in your deck. Right. So, going from there, uh, where are we going to put Steelix? Uh, I'm, I'm, I have where I'm going to put him. I mean, but... I think it's a fun meme. Until proven differently, but I can't. I'm not gonna put it in Eevee, but I, I, I'm gonna. It, it has to be D tier, right? Yeah, I'm. I, 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 well, I was gonna put him in C. I didn't think we had D tier. But... Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, like C minus. <laughs> uh, the hanging on the Steelix is a pretty big guy, so that's why I'll say I'll put him in C because he doesn't. He, he's he just kind of making him force himself in there, right? I. Sure. I I don't know. I don't see where you make this work in a deck that actually like uses it to close games. But I mean, it could. now you're discarding all these cards, right? Yeah, yeah, you're discarding yeah. them all. So you literally only have one card left. Yeah, it's like, not like where, you like, can do that and then Marnie and then have like a big hand again after. Well, that. no, it's, yeah, it's not like you can play this and then play Lysander's trump card and get them all back. It's just, right. it's just, you're too done. much. You're no, almost no. you're almost game over. Like man like you have two turns left right so um and you really can't discard them again like i i, I don't no. know how you make it work it literally is a final attack so i am i am with you on the lowest tier we have which is we could say d we could say d tier and it's steelix tier uh, <laughs> right above ev tier it's not as um, bad as ev yeah uh all right and Last is Radiant Hisuian Sneasler. 
Uh, Sneasler is so good he needs two adjectives before his name. Uh, this has an ability and an attack. During your the ability is Poison Peak. During Pokemon checkup, put two more damage counters on your opponent's Poison Pokemon. And the attack is Poison Jab for 90 damage. It costs a Darkness and two Colorless. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now Poisoned. Um, I'll start by saying I think the Sneasler is probably not great at the moment, but uh, I think it's going to be a good card. Um, the added bonus of Poison Damage uh, just needs the right kind of cards around it to right. make... What Make what other work. there is there another card that gives you a more damage anyways um, uh, on the poison? Uh, Toxicroak. Toxicroak. Well, I thought Toxicroak does else. the same. Toxicroak has the same, essentially the same ability. It adds two more damage counters to your poison. I feel like there was something else that does like six instead of one. I there can't are, think of it off the top of my head, but like there are potentially attacks that will. Like Galarian Weezing will apply poison and then it says do four instead of. Yeah. One. Okay. So if you do like four and then you do sneeze, um, sneezler, so that's six and then do um, the tox croak. So that's another eight, right? They stack. Yeah. That's eight. That's eight in one turn. Um, yeah. Uh, I've seen that. And then I've seen people try that. Um, uh, I think someone was actually trying to like playing it before our tournament. They were trying to make it work. Uh, because it was using just Galarian Weezing, Toxicroaks, and Sneezlers. And they were just turning you off with Weezing. And then just applying poison damage. But in mass of like about 80 to 100 damage. Because Toxicroak, right. Toxicroak stacks. So you can have more than one Toxicroak. Okay. Um, but Sneezler, you can only have obviously one of them. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, maybe. I mean, again, at the moment, I don't think it's really necessarily that viable. But in the future, potentially... Yeah, um, I think right now he sits in C tier with our other yeah, put not in really D tier. I don't think he's that bad. Because if you play poison damage, I think Sneezer will be one of your optimal points. I think I just put him with the rest of the not yeah, but too the thing viable is, like, Pokemon. If you play poison, uh poison generally right now is just not viable, right? Yeah. So that's why yeah. I say D tier. Right, you we'll can put it. him where you want. You we'll, are ultimately we'll, in charge. We're gonna of agree this to tier. disagree because I want to put him with the, the rest of the unplayable, but not super garbage. Uh, right, radiance. He, I will give you that. There is potential for him to get a lot better, depending on what cards shape the meta in the future. Yep. All right. So, uh, to sum that up, our new radiant tier list is as follows: We got. Greninja and Charizard are S-tier Radiance. Those are the ones you're probably going to be looking at to put in your deck. And then uh, we have Gardevoir is B-tier if you're most likely uh, is a very good effect if you need that effect. Mm -hmm. And then we have in C-tier uh, uh, we got Sneasler, we got Blastoise, Heatran, Halucha, Venusaur. All five of the other ones. Basically, unless you're really looking at their effect for some great reason, there's probably someone above this that is better to use in your deck. Right. Then there's Steelix in his big old <laughs> D tier. And then uh, Eevee is a Pokemon and has its own tier because Eevee is special. 
Uh, EV special. So that is our Radiant tier list updated for Lost Origin. Now, I believe it is time we take a break and let's talk to Turtwig and Ryan and see what's going on in the meta. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to... Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as ry for gaming I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week we have 20 tournaments, 2,100 unique deck plays, and 5,820 matches to cover this week. So, let's hop right into those top 8s. Starting off, Lost Box and Palkia Kiram both had 13 top 8s, Zorark had 15 top 8s, and Mew, Palkia, and Giratina all tied for most top 8s this week with 21 top 8s. That's right, Mew, Palkia, and Giratina all tied for the most top 8s, rounding off the week. So, with that out of, with out of the way, let's have a look at those boring meta numbers. All these decks had over a 50% win rate this week, those being Kiram Palkia, Mew Genesect, Giratina, Palkia Antelion, and Arceus Gudra. Notable changes to Lost Zone Box, Kiram Palkia, Palkia Antelion, Hisuian Zorark, and Arceus Gudra. Starting off, Lost Box was down in play percentage by 3%, Kiram Palkia was down in win percentage by 4%, Palkia Antelion was down in win percentage by 3.5%, still staying above that 50% win rate, so great job, Palkia Antelion, Hisuian Zorark was up in win percentage by 3%, and Arceus Gudra was up in play percentage, but down in win percentage by 6%. So, Arceus Gudra was still up at 56% win rate, but was definitely more played. So, rounding it off, and creating that balancing act that we normally see when it comes to decks that get more and more popular. So, I would like to thank our local group at Heroes in Comics and Four Horsemen Comics and Games by shouting out all of our local players. Thank you guys for showing up. I love and appreciate all of you. So, with that out of the way, let's have a look at the decks that won this week. All these decks had a single win this week. Those being Hisuian Zorark, Vikavolt, the Regis, Palkia Kiram, a control deck only playing six Pokemon, and Arceus Duralodon. Giratina had three wins. Lost the Box had three wins, Palkia had three wins, and sitting up at the top of all the decks this week is Mew Genesect with five wins this week. So, that ends off all the wins for the week. Turtrick worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you, so if you can let us know on Twitter at ry for gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtrick Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. All right, and we are back from another great meta report. And after every meta report, we talk about the news. So today's news, we have a little bit of news, and we got some new Silver Tempest, or Silver Tempest found cards. Uh, these are in Paradigm. These are Paradigm Trigger spoilers for mm-hmm. Japan. Uh, we got to see some new Vs and V stars and V maxes. Um, we have Omastar V and VMAX. Uh, no, just Omastar V. Uh, we got some Regilecki V and VMAX, and we got Regidrago V and V Star. Oh, you saw? I thought you said Mewtwo Mew GX. No. Uh, <laughs> <team>. <laughs> maybe, 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 kind of. We'll get yeah, to that. Let's we'll get to let's that. Co- let's cover Omastar real quick because uh, I think Omastar helps make some fossil Pokemon pretty good. Um, 
uh, which those guys tend to be harder to play because of they have to start with the, the, the fossil evolution. But Omastar V comes with a cool attack, ancient guidance, search your deck for two cards that evolve from item cards with fossil in their name and put them onto your bench, then shuffle your deck. Um, so it helps you cheat the fossil's evolution. Um, namely, uh, these are like single prize Aerodactyls, Omastars, your Cranidoses, uh, I think, I think Cranidos. There's a couple other ones coming out that are pretty good. Our, uh, our, um, Armaldo, uh, and things like that. Things of that nature. They come yeah. out and, uh, it helps. It's going to help those decks. So people that like those Pokemon might be excited for Omastar V. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, but on to the big, big two. Um, do you want to cover which Reggie do you want to cover first? Lucky or Drago? Um, let's go with the 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 lucky, right? Lucky, okay. Um, so uh, the Regi Lucky Vmax um has a V uh that does uh, nothing too crazy, nothing too crazy. A little bit of like a walling kind of effect, but then uh, Reggie Lucky Vmax is actually pretty cool. Um, the big thing that everyone was happy about is that it has free retreat Yep. because it's the fastest Pokemon in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yep. So it should. Uh, but then it has an ability, uh, Transistor. The attacks of your basic lightning Pokemon do 30 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. So built-in Electro Power. Uh, and then it has its uh, own attack of Max Thunderstrike, 220 damage during your next type of during your next turn, this Pokemon can't attack. But uh, people are liking this too uh, because Vikavolt is catching on. Uh, yep. So they want to make Vikavolt stronger. Uh, is, is the, <laughs> um, the... I don't know how long that's going to last, though. Vikavolt's about to <laughs> rotate, especially when this comes out. So there's yeah. like a small window, right? There's a, a very small format. window where item lock might hit for a lot of damage. But Item lock's um, going to hit for a lot of damage fast. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I can't think of a lightning Pokemon that will take advantage of that because it has to be basic. So, um, Raikou, Bolton. Want to come. Bolton will rotate as well. Poor best boy. Poor best he was boy so good will... with Pikaram yeah, and then never boy. had support after. <laughs> and has never gotten another partner to pair with him to charge up at least. Right. Um, so yeah, that's that's Aleki. Uh he got free retreat. Everyone clap. Be excited about that. Let's go. Let's go ahead and talk about Mewtwo and YouTube. Mewtwo yeah. and Tag <laughs> GX. Uh and, and we're Dragon going back Force. in time. <laughs> yes. So <To> 2020. Uh, <laughs> yep. It's 2020 meta inbound in 2023 with Reggie Drago V. Uh, I don't know what he does, don't care. Because everyone's excited for the V Star that comes with one attack. To for a two grass and a fire energy dragon dream, choose attack from a dragon type Pokemon in your discard pile and use it as this attack. That is you two and you tag team GX's attack. Uh, you don't have to have its energy cost to pay it, you just uh, pay this attack and hit for whatever you want. Um, so uh, can anyone think of some dragon type Pokemon that has some pretty decent attacks? Oh, Garatina? 
<laughs> yeah, Giratina's a pretty good pretty one. Pretty good one there, uh, right? Dragonite? I mean, uh, uh, Flygon was pretty cool, and it's cheaper now. Yeah. And, and Gar um, Garchomp can hit the bench. Right? And then this is still it still has the ability to use uh, T Tina V's Shred, Shred. Uh, attack, which is then, really good against um, you know those walling decks. You said Dragonite. Dragonite mm -hmm. is a cool attack. There's also a single prize Dragonite card coming out uh, that has an attack called Energy Hurricane. What if we? What if I told you this Dragonite is basically uh, Trinity Nova for Dragon Pokemon? That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So now you don't even have to worry about Arceus not being a Dragon type. You just throw this Dragonite in the deck, right? And throw him in the discard pile and Trinity Nova with Drago. Uh, so yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty uh, good. So it definitely screams Mewtwo Mew tag team, um, like everybody's been saying. Um, there are a few things that are lending this to be less effective in this or in the next meta um, than than Mewtwo scene. Um, one glaring thing is that retreat cost. The retreat cost is three. Um, so Drago is a that big is. Boy. That is awkward, especially where you take in consideration of how are you going to power this guy up um, with the double grass and a fire. A lot of people are saying Gardenia's figure uh, plus uh, as attached. So that is an option that you can literally get up on your one turn from nothing. Mm -hmm. um, although it has to be on the bench. Um, so if you have one of these in the active, an air balloon is, is not going to do it. You, Yep, it's not it's not sufficient enough. Um, so you'll need to find a switch card. Um, so you know there are a little bit of concerns with a little bit of clunkiness. Obviously, we have not seen everything to come out. Um, but again, I I think just it being that versatile, just like YouTube Mew was, um, it, it does seem like they're is at least it's you definitely need to explore um explore the deck yeah um i will say uh it is a little different in that uh drago is a dragon type and you will only be ever attacking with dragon type so you're right. never going to be able to take advantage of a weakness not that you two would have ever no, um, Mewtwo, especially towards the end, was there for like Pikaram and stuff, um, just to kind of give you a different a different weakness. So yeah. it was just a kind of that play. But with dragons, it's nice because like the one thing I I think a lot of people have complained about is weakness is like too important in the game because we've seen a lot of decks over the last couple of years, um, just in our short time playing, um, see a lot of success in the meta, the given meta just because of whatever weaknesses it was hitting for. Um, so that that has, you know, this deck has a lot going for it where you don't have to worry about um, that kind of thing. You just kind of play your game and hope you do, you know, what you need to do. Yep. And uh, so I think it has a lot of really cool potential. We, I, we haven't even mentioned its V-Star power yet, which actually is a decent power for the deck. Mm -hmm. uh, it is an ability. Uh, called Legacy Star. Uh, once during your turn, you may discard seven cards from your top of your deck. Uh, then you may choose two of those cards from your discard pile. But no, then you may choose two cards 
from your discard pile. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily one of the seven you discarded. So you discard the top seven of your deck, and then you can choose two cards in your discard pile. So you can do this power and just get two other cards that were already there, is the Be way I read it. a seeker, this. kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, if But you're getting two. So it's uh, yeah. inverse Starbirth. Yeah, I, I if you're going to use this, I think it's a more of a late game closeout um, for that boss's orders or something like that that you already have used. You know that's in there. Um, the seven cards are maybe irrelevant to you know just get that boss. Uh, obviously, there's definitely other plays a, you a, can do it. Um, boss, uh, it might be a Gardena's switch, or you never know. Whatever you might be looking for at this. Um, but right, yeah, exactly. Uh, this is that's going to sum up the article because it talked about the Dragonite. Um, those are the big reveals. Uh, the last card they did reveal is a, a trainer called Lance. Let's let you search your deck for up to three dragon Pokemon and put them in your hand. Pretty cool card. Uh, may probably only ever see play in Drago. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't see a deck right now that's playing enough dragon Pokemon that you need to Lance. Uh, probably an awesome glc card let's just say that right uh, it's probably good in yeah in glc it, now we'll see a lot of play in drago um especially um because it, you can get v's or v maxes or basics what? um yeah, and then it, play that in combination with like ultra ball so you say you get three and then you want to eat them into the discard pile so drago could do his thing um yeah. You could literally get Drago V Star and uh I don't know Garchomp and Giratina V Star with and having an Ultra Ball in your hand, just eat the other two, evolve, yeah, attack. So yeah, um it'll, it'll probably be awesome for Drago, but uh, not much for any other deck. So uh that's it for uh the news. I, I will say there have been a lot of cards being spoiled on Twitter. Someone is leaking Silver Tempest, so you might be able to check there out. I'm not going to bring those up because I don't, I don't know Pokemon's leaking rules, and I don't want right. to be on the other end of it. Yeah, and it, it, even yeah, it, it's just a lot of work as well trying to chase down, uh, you know, Twitter leaks. Yeah, um, we take our our articles that we do our news segments off Pokey Beach, um, you know, trusted source um, that is. Um, you know, nine times out of ten is is com- completely accurate um, of what you know what they're spoiling. Yep. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. So uh, this week, I really wanted to talk about uh, something that is obviously breaking into the scene. We saw a lot of um, this week in uh, Peoria is the Lost Zone itself as an engine to run decks. Right. What is making this deck run? Like, how is this run? Why is it good? Um, what makes it tick? Things like that. I just want to break right. down the engine for people because uh, people like you and me who have just started playing, uh, this is the first time we've seen the Lost Zone as a mechanic. Right. Um, necessarily, uh, I mean, we, we may have seen some Prism Stars go to the Lost Zone, but not really used it as a mechanic. Um, so I wanted to get into it and I just wanted to break down how it works, what makes it go well and, and go from there. Right. So, um, 
so there there are a couple cards that really um accelerate that loss zone um and you know there's a lot of different variations that you can play um but a lot of the attackers um need cards in the loss zone to be able to attack so like ramrant is free attack if you have four in the discard um you have Sableye that can do 12 damage counters. You need obviously you need one energy, um, but you also need 10 in the discard. Um, and then you know, you have energy acceleration with um Mirage Gate. Um, uh, so as an item card, which is crazy. So you can do a lot of fun things with that, um, even with Pokemon that don't interact with the lost zone. Um, but the two cards that really, at least at this moment, make it tick are Comfy. Um, obviously, with its um, was was the ability um, as I selecting. played it all weekend, flowering select or flower selecting. Um, you just pick up to the top two cards of your your um, of your deck, and you choose one, keep it in your hand, and you discard the or not discard you lost zone the other, um, and then you you know you can chain that with switchings. Uh, with scoop up nets so you can really dig into your deck um, rather quickly um, they, um, you, using that mechanic um, on top of using Colrus's experiment right Colrus's experiment Colrus's, yep Colrus's yep. experiment um, so then another like another great draw card so you draw five you keep three of them you eat two of them to the lost zone um, we've even seen you know, talks of people wanting to use the card um, in non-lost box uh, decks yeah. just because it's draw five um, with like Marnie and Professor's research. You're drawing cards um, and Marnie, you draw five professors, you draw seven, but you're not discarding your hands. You're not putting them back in your um, into your in your hand, right? Or into yeah. your deck. So you're just straight adding more cards um you're seeing five cards plus on combination of comfy um so that's if you even just use one you're seeing seven cards right there um if you do any more switching effects you're going to see nine to 11 to 13 you know and the list goes on and on yeah um in any given turn um so you're seeing your deck rather rapidly and it's also ch charging up your attackers um, to be able to do what they do. Obviously, there's a different, there's a lot of different routes you can go, like we saw uh, towards list, um, really focusing on the crams and the sable eyes, um, but also in combination could work well with um, with uh, Garatino using the Mirage Gate, with even like the ra the Radiant um, Greninja being able to chain him a few times. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of the meta is still really early. There's there's a lot of things you can chain that has awkward energy costs because you're taking those out of there. So you can even make the the uh, what's the the amazing rares um, pretty good um, and and yes. things like that. Uh, again, very early, um, but it's a deck builder's kind of dream to be able to have this kind of versatility um, because of some of those really strong cards that kind of. Yeah. Um, are part of that loss on uh, engine. Yeah, you you cover a lot of the the heavy hits to to the loss zone in general. Um, that comfy is your your starting point. That the repeatable flower selecting. Yeah. Um, sort of something we've seen 
in similarity and pass to uh, the Jirachi um, Stellar Wish things yep. where uh, things like that where it was repeatable and people use that to kind of go through their engine, uh, through their deck, get their cards. I will they say Comfy for... is a lot quicker um, and less shuffling because yes. you're just taking two. So um, better than Jirachi just because of that. <laughs> yes. Um, Comfy also is eating a card out of your deck too. So that's a different, different thing. Right. Um, uh, and then, but like you said, uh, the Lost Zone kind of works on 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 putting things in the Lost Zone, and then there's basically like achievement marks of where you get to do things. Like you said, you brought up Cramorant. Once you hit four in that Lost Zone, he gets to attack for free. Yeah. Uh, seven unlocks uh, you being able to use Mirage Gate um, as if as an a an item card that is ridiculously bonkers just to search for two different energies. Yeah, because it 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 unlocks. So many other cards in general, not necessarily involving the Lost Zone um, as well, like you said. And then 10 basically turns on Sableye's cool 12 damage counterattack or Giratina's instant knockout uh, we've seen. Um, but yeah, and the big thing is uh, the Lost Zone is uh, an area where you don't get anything back. So these are cards that are gone from the game for good there is no retrieving them nope um, so that is the big thing like well how does this work if you're just eating stuff to the end that's the trick with the lost zone is there is you've alluded to it earlier when we we're talking about peoria the lost zone comes down to a lot of micro decisions uh every time you come you have to decide what card you're going to need in your deck basically it's sometimes it gets awkward it, sometimes, sometimes it gets yeah. awkward. Sometimes it's very awkward. And a lot of the times, which I've got in my experience, is when you get an energy. Because most of the time, you don't really want to, you may, you may not be looking for an energy. Right. Like, you, you may, you're like, I'm not looking for an energy right now. But if you hit energy, other card. But your energies are so important because if you lost on it, you can't recycle it back. You can't right. ordinary rod. It's just gone. That's one less energy. So you really have to be cognizant of how many energies you're putting over there. Right. Because Especially, yeah, in those Tina builds, um, yeah, you're usually not. playing four of, you know, of the grass and four of the psychic, sometimes five, depending. Um, but still, like, if you see multiples of those in, on, on the flower selecting, you you might be in trouble. Yeah. And, and like a case in point, if you see one. And it's a card that you want. Like, I don't know. Say you get a grass energy. You're playing Tina and you have grass energy, Colrus, and you really need that Colrus at the moment. But if you, like I've, I saw it on a stream game earlier where a player, he lost zone to grass energy, had one in his hand, later went to Mirage Gate. The other two are prized. He did not have any more grass energy left. So that, like, that's that yeah. one, that one energy was really important at that moment it so is it was, and i would say um it, and i didn't see, get to see many much of the stream well, at all um but when it comes to si situation like that like uh, obviously you want to deck check and know know this information but also the same token um you don't necessarily go into your deck a whole lot unless you get battle vip pass um or or the quick ball um but there's not a lot of like deck search cards right so yeah. you're you're mostly just relying on milling through your deck um quote unquote blindly 
Um, so it, it does kind of lend to those awkward decisions. And I think that just definitely, you know, lends that skill expression and making those decisions effectively in a timely manner. Um, but I think that's why I ultimately like the deck. No, um, that's that. It's it's also why I kind of like the deck because um, the it is a very much uh, a deck of thinking about your resources and being cognizant of what you have available and, and making decisions. Because uh, just in my short time of playing it, I've already just you know yeeted a uh, like uh, I need a a switch card or something. Like, I'm I'm looking at a card I need. And then I do a flower selecting and I have the card I need. And then the other card is something that, you know what? I can't get rid of this. Like, it's not right. like I unfortunately drew one card that I can't, I need more later than this yeah. card right now. So the switch card goes by like, and that's, those are, those are things that you might have to do. And that's kind of, kind of what, like when I was playing it this weekend, I thought it'd be a cool thing to talk about on the cast because it can be like, it can be a little like it can seem very straightforward. You know what I mean? When you play the deck, you're like, Oh, let me come what's more important right now. This come what's more important. This. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you play two turns, you've got two energy, a boss, and you've just lost zone, all that cool stuff. Right. But you've, you managed to be able to attack with Kramer on turn two, but then you probably, you might've just like ruined your late game. Um, There's so, always that chance. Yeah. So you really have to be cognizant of what you're pitching uh, when you're pitching it. Um, now, obviously, there are times with that you're going to get really easy choices when you have something in a battle VIP pass. Turn <laughs> yeah. four, yay! Buy, buy, buy battle buy VIP, VIP pass. pass. I don't care. So um, that's where uh, I, uh, I've told people and I've looked at people when you want to start playing with the Lost Zone. I see a lot of people try and throw one ofs in their deck. I'm like, try and stay away from one ofs for the uh, game. I mean, yes and no. They're yes like, and, yeah. So I want to, I, I guess. Once you get used to it, it'll be right. better because you'll know when you want to keep it, when you want to, right. when you don't. But I think you got to get used to playing the engine. And, I agree. And, I agree that. I, can, I would say a great starting off point is towards list because it just has a lot of four ofs, right? and yeah. you're you're able to get rid of things um now in the version i was playing especially the one that i sent you the um, that thornton the new card thornton uh being able to take a uh basic pokemon from your discard pile and switch it in to or onto your bench from one of your bench pokemon yep. um opens up a bunch of different options um i do want to talk about this a little bit um because it won me in the in the 1k it won me like four individual matches um for that late game card um as well as at peoria i did win a couple games because of that even though i had a bad weekend um but you know that there's a couple scenarios obviously if there's something small or just something that's you know you just need to finish off um, you can always just get that easy cramorant, right? Or they yep. get the save lie um to you know late game, just throw an energy down, save lie, and, and take out what you need to do. Um, but there's also some really cool plays in the in the Tina deck um currently um that you can really pull off, especially at late game. Um, so say you're playing against a Kiram late game, um, and he takes knockout on on a Tina, 
Um, but you know, you, you have another turn, you still haven't used your ability yet. You could use, you can, you can use the Thornton, uh, to get that, t uh, Garatina, um, onto your bench back, uh, back, uh, switch it to with something else. Um, since it was already technically in play as a basic, um, you can evolve it that very turn, and then you could use the Mirage Gate, uh, to, to, Power it up and then V star power out of nothing. So you have nothing on the board, and all of a sudden you have a fully charged Tina to use its V star attack and then just take a clean knockout on a big Pokemon that thought it had no chance to get knocked out. So there are plays like that again um, in this Lost Box version with with uh, Thornton as well that are pretty fun. Yeah, Thornton is not some Thornton is a is a really cool card in this deck because you do rely on a lot of basic Pokemon. Right. Um, so um, that could be a, a Cramorant, like you said, uh, needed early. Uh, the Sableye needed late. Uh, Giratina out of nowhere uh, because you can evolve if it's something that was. I also at one point um, it, I used it to get my is to get my Manaphy back to protect my bench from Greninja's um, after they bossed it and killed it. Um, and then I, I ordinary rod, get, get it back and then get the search and put it back. Then they boss and kill it. And then I'm like, okay, well, I, they're clearly going for my bench. And then I Thornton and I get it back and then they just get locked. Um, and it was kind of great. So it was, it, it, there's definitely a lot of different versatility for different reasons to use um, the card. Uh, in, um, yeah. in 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 a, in a lost zone or you. any deck really. Um, in in my experience, it helps uh, create different kind of like checkmate scenarios uh, mm -hmm. where uh, you have multiple ways to take a KO the next turn. That isn't. Uh, it all depends on like uh, what the opponent KOs, but then you can recover. You basically can come back one of three different ways right uh, and still be able to take game at that right. point um so so yeah thornton is a really nice cool piece uh in that um the other uh big card i don't think we've kind of we we've, we've, we've talked a lot about mirage gate but i want to kind of go over the implement the implementation of mirage gate um outside of just uh the lost zone uh because I think the Lost Zone is an engine, Comfe and Colrus, uh, to a certain just just that will help you see a good selection of cards. Like you said, um, if you Comfe, if you do one Comfe and one Colrus in a turn, you've basically seen seven cards. Uh, you've seen seven is equivalent to basically seeing a research, and you may be able to do more Comfes. Yeah, and you're not turn. losing your hand, so you should, you often see. Um, lost zone players with hands that are like half their deck. Yes, yes, your your hand really adds up after a while. Um, so you get that that really has a great effect of being a draw engine, uh, and then you eventually get to this ability to use Mirage Gate as an item, which is just bonkers. Being able to go to your deck, take two item, uh, take two energies of different that, that the, like the one caveat is that we do different energy types. And then attach them to any of your Pokemon, however you like. One to two different, uh, two to one, however. So the implicate, like, 
we're seeing it now because it's early. Um, the lost zone is all self-contained. So like the gates are working, like uh, all the cards are lost zone specific, mm -hmm. but I really can see this getting start like branching outside of lost zone cards. Like you use the calm phases, like a, as your draw, you use choruses, but then your, your Pokemon is, I don't know, whatever you would want. Uh, a Rayquaza, if you would say, I don't, because it's my favorite. Uh, I'm going to say that because you can grab fire and lightning, attach, and then, hey, look, I'm ready to go. I didn't have to search anything else. Yeah. Uh, now, Rayquaza doesn't really work that well because you need more of one of those types, not just more of both of them. But you can even uh, take it outside of that and say, oh, uh, use it with, I don't know, a Duraludon, that's just for fun's sake. Uh, let me go get metal fighting. Oh, and you know what? Mirage Gate's an item. Let me do it again for another metal and fighting. And then you've powered up uh, Duraludon on one turn. Um, it's just the ability to power up things is really, really crazy when you hit seven cards in a Lost Zone engine deck because you can power things up, uh, like you said, out of like complete nothing just mm -hmm. you, you can none of this require like these power these are none of these are supporters so you're you can bring this thornton out of nowhere and bring something into play and then use that mirage gate to get uh depending on how many you have in your hand uh six <laughs> two to four to six pairs of energy out of your deck um so it, it is crazy late game to the flexibility that you can have once you have that many cards in the loss zone. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's where I think this will eventually find its way into other different deck types on, on things that require odd energy attachments or uh, things of that nature where it, it, it can get really creative in the deck building process. So you'll see loss zone become more of a, uh, an engine for any type of deck rather than just lost zone mechanics. Right. No, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Just like we said before, like there, there are people already trying to make non lost boxes, uh, you know, decks play choruses just because you're seeing five cards and then, you know, you're stacking yeah. that on top of whatever you have. So um, that, that's, that's, you, you brought that up like chorus in itself is your you're basically most people are looking at it as a draw three, but it's really a draw five because you're yeah. going through five cards of your deck. You just keep three, so you get rid of two that are unimportant or you don't necessarily need or yep. things like that, and you just keep the three best that you need out of it. Exactly. But you are going through five cards of your deck, so yep. It, 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 yeah, it's it's one of those cards where. Um, you know, like Marnie Research, you have to yeet your everything and hope you get everything off that. Maybe you already have a four or five card hand, um, and then you're adding, you know, five more to potentially be the, you know, the cards you need um, the, on top of what you already have. So, that you know, you're not getting rid of resources um, that are in your hand. Um, so, you know, again, a lot of playability and, and decision making goes into Lost Box decks. Yep. Um, the, the last little tidbit I will throw in to 
the lost zone engine and talking about it is the lost vacuum. Now, I think a lot of people have talked about the lost vacuum is just a great card uh, along the way for a lot of decks being able the versatility of um, discarding tools, important tools or stadiums in play. Um, no matter if you're actually running lost zone cards or not, it's just uh, the, the added uh, the added effect is there. It's just the versatility of the card is great. But if you put a lost vacuum in your lost uh, zone deck, uh, you have an extra added play of getting cards in the lost zone quickly. Um, uh, the added play of uh, going from turn two or like turn, uh, I think it was turn two. I've done, I did this. Uh, you know, I did comfy, comfy. Um, I think a third, maybe a third comfy in there, mm -hmm. and then choruses. And then I attached a tool to my own Pokemon and then lost vacuumed it right. to get to seven to Mirage Gate and then take a KO with Giratina. Yep. Just like that. And I was one card away from 10 uh, the next turn. So just really accelerating uh, that, that process um, if you want to. Well, I mean, obviously that was burning my ability to get rid of a path later or some other stadium that might be a problem or tools that might be an issue, but you can also accelerate your process as well of getting through to, like I said, those four, those three magic numbers, four, seven, and 10. Those are the cards you want. That's the numbers that in, in there is basically getting four, seven, and 10. And I will um, add to this. When you're playing in real life, I would suggest having a die to count what you have in there so you can see and make sure you have the, the correct amount before you play, um, you know, energy <laughs> yes. accelerations. I, I had a, an opponent that, you know, had six and they tried to Mirage gate um, and they looked through their deck and they accelerated and tried to attack. Um, obviously they were not allowed to do that. Um, so we actually ended up calling a judge just to see what was going on. They said, you know, they basically just said, put it back in and shuffle um, at that point. But there was a warning. I don't know what the logistics are there. If, if you know, that could potentially be escalated to something worse too. So um, make sure your board state is clean um, when you're playing lost box, because you're going to have your discard. You're going to have your hand. You're going to have the loss zone. Um, you need to make each one of those distinct and clean and you need a, a nice board state and definitely make sure um like you saw toward on stream um i was all weekend using coins um to make sure that you have everything designated what is used because um if you do not have a clean board state um one you know you, you potential for you to accidentally uh, misplay or see extra cards when you shouldn't is very high, which obviously you're, you can potentially get penalties for. Um, and B, um, if you're trying to take advantage of your opponent and maybe that they not them not knowing, um, you know, that, that's not great as well. Um, so there's definitely a lot of confusion, especially if you do not have a clean board state. So please, please, please. Three distinct piles when you're picking up groups of cards because they are different groups of cards are very important. Um, and definitely keep the board clean because those comfes, 
um, with the nets and everything can get very confusing. So it's very, very necessary. Yeah, uh, I can I can second that because I, I made a miscalculation on using Star Requiem on, on, in one of my games. But yep. my opponent was very grateful about it because uh, he caught it before we got too far and uh uh that kind of basically let me re redo re-rack the attack a little bit uh to a proper target because i would not have been able to use that attack so right yeah but yeah that sums it up i mean i want to say lost zone is incredibly powerful uh it just comes with a little bit of a learning curve on it as well because you can't be nonchalant with what you are throwing away. There is a high bar of resource management to what you are doing with your cards through the comp phase and yeah. courses. The so. ceiling is—it's a very high ceiling deck. Um, you know, just archetype in general. Um, there's a lot of decision making, uh, but I think this is a, a definitely a deck um, that will push you as a player, um, especially if you're, you know, a covid generation player and weren't you know lost zone wasn't in the in the standard format really when we um started so this will push you to improve your game so i highly highly suggest um giving one of these variants a try um and then you know just kind of go from there uh obviously players like toward has been you know in the game um and has experience with lost zone and things like this in the past so definitely a leg up with those guys um, but I, I just I I'm happy about this. I really like this this mechanic. And I yeah. just uh, want to keep pushing. Yep. Yeah, it comes with a lot of a lot of ceiling bar. The bar is raised a little bit, so you can yeah, definitely, definitely do a lot is. with it um, as well. So that is where we can kind of wrap this one up, call it a week, and then uh, come back next week. Right. Um, like I said, hopefully next week is not going to be too crazy as far as work. Um, I'll be a little bit more rested. I'm going to probably take the week off of Pokemon um, just because of work um, and just being able to catch up on some family time um, and then hang out and then come back refreshed and ready to hit hit the testing uh, for Toronto uh, oh, after that. That's that's not technically that's, Salt. That's not the next one. Salt Lake City is next. Yes. Right? Well, I'm not, not going to Salt Lake. Yeah, I'm going to Toronto. Neither one of us are going to Salt Lake. <laughs> yes, but uh, we will be looking at Salt Lake results when right. we come back to. So exactly. All right. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming you can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.